Horror Movie Talk, brought to you by Proganonant. Danger Ops, Prangent Sex, Will It Hurt Baby Top of His Head? Horror Movie Talk, also brought to you by Manscaped.com. Are you a man, or do you know one? Consider treating yourself or the man you love to Manscaped.com to help get their mistletoe under control. Manscaped.com specializes in men's below-the-waist grooming, and if you enter HMT at checkout, you'll get 20% off your whole order and free shipping. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk! Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. <laughs> hi, hi, folks. Hey, how's it going, Bryce? How are you keeping it spooky today? Oh, it's super spooky today. It's so, spooky. It's so overcast and foggy, I'm just scared of zombies coming out at me. Uh-oh, well, watch out, because this is a spooky show, so get ready, and me... Professor David Day, the foremost, <laughs> foremost expert in scare no nos. Oh, we just really lost a lot of energy there. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I burned it out yeah, all on the. That's on as much entry. as we can. That's as much as we can go. Um, and with us today, uh, we have Jizzy, Jizzy D, our uh, our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Say hello, Jizzy. Well, hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, we both, uh, Bryce and I, at one time, both worked with Jizzy D. And uh, and so she has been gracious enough to come on the show and review um, this movie with us today. Speaking of which, we also have... a long time supporter, yeah, of long... horror movie talk, yeah, maybe... one of the original patrons, yeah, maybe like the second, yeah, yeah, yeah. We sure do appreciate you. Uh, do, how have you enjoyed being a patron, Jizzy? Oh, I've enjoyed it a lot. I think I, uh, I think I give like six dollars and sixty six cents. Yes, I thought it was a great amount. Yeah, and you are the origin it, of one of the tiers because I thought that was such a great, <laughs> great thing. Yeah, it's been worth every penny listening to you guys uh, belch and do your mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate it, and um, and I'm I'm ashamed to say this is your first time on the show, but I'm happy to have you on today because i i'm very excited for today's episode um but but first before we get into the episode you guys should check us out at our website that's horrormovietalk.com from there you'll find links to all our social media we do post new episodes every single wednesday so make sure to subscribe and leave us a review on apple ipodcasts whatever it is um because that helps us out a lot if we say something that annoys you or, uh, or you know, if you hate us because of some uh, dumb reason, you can go ahead and call us at 682-253-4468. That's our voicemail line, so you don't even have to confront us directly. You can just uh, you can just leave us a voicemail and mm-hmm. bitch and moan on there, and uh, and we do accept nice things as well. But I I prefer hateful energy. <laughs> um, so we've got a great show for you guys today. Today we will be talking about. 
Dead End, a, a little Christmas classic from 2003. This is the same year that brought us Wrong Turn. I don't know why Wrong Turn uh, is such a... Um, Wrong Turn is like the pedestal uh, mark in my head for 2003. I think, I think there's like pre-Wrong Turn and post-Wrong Turn. <laughs> you know, it's like a... Um, have you seen Wrong Turn, Jessica? That was actually one of the the only uh, uh, Patreon uh, Patreon uh, movie that I suggested that got picked by you guys. Oh, or by, you did, did that one to yeah, us. Yeah, me. I did that too. Yeah, because they had some some good hotties in there. I think Eli- Eliza Dushku. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey ho! I called it <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> So this is uh, this is also from 2003. This is Dead End. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief- lots of lots of uh, road sign themed horror movies back in 2003. Yeah, yeah. It was like, um, oh, watch out! We're going on a drive. <laughs> Who knows what can happen? The next one, yield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start out the episode by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten. One being terrible movie that you don't like, five being totally average film that hits all the expected marks, and ten being so good that it transcends genre boundaries and should probably win an award, but it won't because it's a horror movie. No matter how good it is, it it just won't. Um, after that, we will give our score and get into – after we give our score, I should say, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, we will be doing one bit called – it's a little returning favorite of mine because I have to do very little to prepare for it. And it is called HMT Horse, um, where you all call in to that voicemail line that I mentioned before at 682-253-4468. Uh, Jizzy, have you ever called into the voicemail line? I have not. Have you had many people calling in? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good number. There's there's a couple stalwarts that will call in almost every week. Yes. Um but yeah, we, we get a we get a good number. Enough there- to where like we, we get a backlog if we don't if we don't do the bit. Yeah, we get all backed up. Oh, yeah. Do they do they usually uh, leave anonymous rude messages or are they usually uh, pretty nice and sometimes one um, of my favorites is Rojo from the Bronx and uh, who's also a, a supporter of ours but he started out uh, his his you know me uh, he, I was uh, introduced to him through his voicemail his, his supremely fucked up voicemail uh, <laughs> that he leaves us he left us uh, a lot kind of during the end of the summer and. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was kind of he's kind of gross, but I, I love his sense of humor. Awesome. And then of course there's there's Bugsy who who just calls in constantly. Mm-hmm. He's stream of consciousness. Yeah, it's Insta- Instagram, it's Facebook. He's just constantly just yak 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 yak. But you know he's a rapper, so that's kind of his deal. Anyway, I wonder who's bigger fans. You are are bigger fans of Bugsy, or if Bugsy's a bigger fan of you. I think it's definitely we're bigger fans of Bugsy. There's not one Bugsy song that I can't recite verbatim. Um, <laughs> I'll have to check him out. So uh, we saw Dead End, like I was saying earlier, and uh, finally found the answer to the question of, are we there yet? Um, <laughs> this is a tight package of a movie, and the simplicity really sells it for me. So without further ado, let's get into the trailer. 
anybody else just like the least bit freaked out that we are the only car on the road right now? It's 7.30 already, darling. Yes, I'm aware of that, Laura. I thought we'd come to a junction by now. Stop! I saw a woman in the forest. Cool, that's tripping out. Oh my god! What the hell was that? in the woods. Don't come over here for God's sake. I'm pregnant. I smoke pot. Talk about a merry fucking Christmas. What if she gets it first? Who? Lady in white. Don't worry. She's dead. End is the story of a family who are on their way to their grandma's house during Christmas Eve. Husband Frank, played by Ray Wise, wife Laura, played by horror movie, um, very notable horror movie old lady that you will recall, uh, Lynn Shea, um, who was also in The Grudge 2020 uh, most recently. Uh, son Richard and daughter Marion and her boyfriend, uh, William. Uh, they're pretty much the only characters throughout the majority of the movie. As they make their way down the road, things become strange when they pick up a woman in white holding a baby. A baby? Anyway, slowly, the passengers start to realize that this road doesn't seem to end, and they are haunted by a terrible car that occasionally drives by and <laughs> kind of drives off with them. What is the matter with you? Are you okay? Do you have the vid? Uh... It's great. I mean, I'm just checking to see if you're all right. I'm concerned. Um, so my review for Dead End is this is a French movie uh, by director directors, I should say, Jean-Baptiste André and Fabrice Canepa. Uh, and like so many French horror movies, it packs a punch. It remains. Uh, uh, How many French horror movies have you seen? A decent amount. I think you'd be surprised to find out what, what movies are, what popular horror movies are actually French. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. So I like, I mean, like, everything from like Martyrs. Um, I mean, it doesn't count as a French film if everyone's speaking English. I mean, it's, that's, that's what the, if you, if you look it up, it's it's on lists of French horror films, and the directors are French, huh. and so All right. I don't know. I, I guess it was produced in France. Uh, I, I mean, suppose. I wouldn't I wouldn't call uh, Mission Impossible Two a Chinese film. It's directed by John Woo. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I I I don't know enough about this to to argue it, and I'm not sure what skin you have in the game. But noted, this is according to Bryce not a French movie because people in it speak English. So right. there you go. Yeah. Um, well, this was their uh, this was their only movie when I when I looked up these folks. It was they had not done another movie. This was their only movie that they've ever 
uh, directed. Yeah, not only the director is this like they have some little things, I think, to their names. But yeah, you're definitely right. They don't have very many credits to their names. And then a lot of the lesser known actors in this, this is the, also their only stint, really. Like this is a lot of people's one off like mm. acting and directing and writing careers, um, which is impressive considering the mm. kind of the quality of it. In my opinion. Um, so uh, it remains off most people's radar for some reason that eludes me uh, because this is kind of, to me, this is a special gem. Our blogger Keith reminded me of this vaguely Christmassy movie and I knew I had to review it. So thanks, Keith. Uh, Dead End takes a car ride and slowly builds it from something mildly disconcerting to something so horrifying and perverse that I knew it was something special many years ago after I first watched it. The dry comedy and believable characters add a charming element that makes this something special. Uh, when you add in the seemingly surprising, the seemingly supernatural goings on around this road uh, that they are driving on and the interesting twist at the end, I think you have a solid horror movie that is sure to make you laugh and will stick with you in the grossest way possible. What did you think, Bryce? <clears throat> it was okay. I wasn't blown away by it. <clears throat> It's one of those things where, I mean, it's very much going after kind of a David Lynch vibe of keeping you off, you know, balance and not really um, being easily explainable. And that's where, like, the the dread comes from. Mm -hmm. um, I like that it actually made sense in the end. Yeah. And I kind of... I mean, I kind of called it once I saw the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. I think, I think this is what happened. And basically that, w what the twist in the end is exactly what I expected to happen. Mm. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, a lot of great scenes in it in terms of like, um, things that'll stick with you. It wasn't super impactful to me. It's, I didn't have like, yeah, again, I wasn't blown away by it, but I think it's worth watching. I'd, I'd give it like a, a high six. That's your score for me. Yeah. High six. And uh, here's we should play a game each time. Each time that Bryce isn't blown away by something, we should play a game called "Was Bryce Tired?" <laughs> Were you tired when you watched it? Um, yeah, I was a little tired. It was last night. It wasn't. I mean, I wasn't falling asleep though. Okay, I was just, but I wasn't. It wasn't an engaging movie. Like, once you figure out, like... Really? Yeah, it's like, once I figure out, okay, a bunch of weird shit's gonna happen. Like, that's not... It's like, okay. Oh, man. It's not It's not that interesting to me, where nothing actually happens other than weird shit. See, like, there's nothing going on other than, like, they're driving along and then weird shit happens. It's like, okay. So we're just waiting for weird shit to happen now. See, but then... Like, so, I, I related to it in such a... In such a uh, a serious way because I've, I like, I spend a lot of time driving through the woods, you know, right. and it's like, and you do think during those times, it's very relatable for me. I go, oh, geez, man, if I did break down. Oh, and then I have some fucking scary stories about driving in the woods, uh, at night. Yeah. Um, uh, so which, which we'll get into in the spoilers. Uh, what did you think of Dead End Jizzy? Uh, well, um, when I started watching it, I didn't realize, I was like, this is familiar, and I think I had watched it, like, years before, but I totally forgot the end, so it was like watching it, you know, watching it 
movie for the first time again. So yeah, uh, I was well. I'll, I'll say I give it an eight. Um, it was a seven until the end, and I love those uh, stupid little twists. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a fan of those, so um, it kind of bumped up the score for me. Uh, there's like um, this this movie called Puka. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, you recommended that to us like a year and a half ago, and we still haven't gotten to it. No, it's, that was more like two and a half years ago at this oh. point. Uh, yeah, it, it's got a similar type of, you know, uh, twist ending thing going on. That's kind of why I like those movies. Uh, so, um, But I, I really appreciated some – and I, I do like – I'm a fan of gore and weird, you know, uh, uh, bloody shit and all that. But um, I appreciated how this one kind of focused more on, like, the reactions rather than, yeah. like – gory scenes themselves so I, I didn't even realize that was happening but i was like i want to see the body i want to see what it looks like, like yeah all the time. So. i, I kind of like that that specific like i wonder what happened and then you don't get to see it and it leaves you wanting a lot of people really hate that they think it gives them blue balls kind of thing <laughs> i think it works better than to not show it and i do make too. your mind think about it especially when you get like a little glimpse like a fucking ear with a yeah. cell phone poked through it it's like mm, well right. can kind yeah. of assume what the rest of the body looks like and it's not good uh yeah there was a scene with uh the the mom like fingering her brain yeah. and yeah and that was like i think that would be you know my favorite scene for sure yeah, yeah. that that's the that's the point where this movie really turned by the way spoiler um yeah, yeah. i i agree with you uh jizzy on your score i gave this also gave this an eight out of ten it's nothing um crazy crazy good um but it is a nice little hidden gem that i do enjoy um i will say that upon second viewing it's not as impactful as the first one but you know strangely it kind of holds up for me I, I like a lot of the comedy in this. It's got a lot of great, like, uh, uh, I guess you'd say late 90s, early 2000s comedy back when you could say a bunch of shit that you can't say anymore. And um, and it's what, just... Like Dick Cheese? What's that? Like Dick Cheese? <laughs> well, no. I'm pretty sure you can still say that now. I think you can still say Dick, Dick Cheese. No, I'm yeah. thinking of R-worded. Or uh, and calling things gay, you can't yeah. do that anymore, unless unless they're unless they're gay, right? Oh, jeez, man! I finally, I finally on uh, Instagram. I don't know if you saw, but we got called out for using the R word. Yeah, now for the first, for really the first time, which is surprising to me. Like, no, we specifically on that we got called out for using quote R worded, right? Not not retard. Right. So just we have to just use retarded now. Right. Our our worded is offensive. <laughs> right. Well, no, but she was she was really nice about it when when you know, I kind of expressed yeah. our opinion on it and it was like, you know, I mean, we like to be able to express ourselves the the way we see fit and and it's kind of a slippery slope because no matter no matter how dumbed down or innocent you make it, somebody finds a way to get offended about it. So it's just like, nah, might as well go full retard and just just say it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think we found a good workaround this last week, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we're we're driving. That's right. And uh, there was someone that was like driving very like slow, slow yeah. and erratically, like just in the way. And David said something like, "Guy drives like a retired person." And mm -hmm. then and Bryce goes, "He's retired." 
There it is. There it is. So from now on, I'm I'm gonna try <clears throat> instead of uh, you know uh, disparaging the the mentally handicapped or the the mentally whoa less abled. I don't know what <laughs> digging what's yourself the, a deep hole here. What's the what's the correct term now? I don't know. Um, I I just just retarded mentally. <laughs> mentally well, he, fun why don't you say he looks like uh you know person driving leisurely just enjoying their day uh he's retired yeah so <laughs> we'll just say you know they're they're driving like a person that's losing their mental capacity right you know and losing their physical abilities because they're retired now yeah okay boomer <coughs> yeah so we're, we're really talking about boomer so if that's you know, if if a person is acting like a, a boomer or someone that's elderly, we're just saying, well, that's retireded. Yeah, that's that's a good workaround, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so a six uh, from Bryce and, and then two eights. So with that, you guys should uh, support the sponsors that support us. And, of course, one of our longest standing sponsors, uh, our, our actual longest standing sponsor is Shudder. Shudder.com is the Netflix of horror. They bring you tons and tons of a streaming horror shows and movies and a bunch of original content. They got a ton of classics, including uh, Texas Chainsaw. They got Halloween, Halloween 4 and 5, which, according to Bugsy, F Halloween 4 is, is the best of all the Halloweens. They also got, like, Color Out of Space and Mandy, so some really crazy Nick Cage titles. Uh, and um, and if you use code HMT at checkout, that'll get you 30-day free trial to Shudder.com instead of that stupid fucking 7-day free trial that we hate so much with all of our hearts. Um so, yeah, go ahead and use HMT at checkout at Shudder.com and, you know, step on up, step on in to tons and tons of streaming horror. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if you'd like to, you know, keep your balls nice and neat or your bush, uh, you know, your – what do you what – what do ladies call – they just call it just – is there a more specific word than just bush? Like I mean, I think bush is, is uh, gender neutral. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying, can we get more gendered? Mm. Pussy hair. Okay. Yeah, if you want to keep your pussy hair all, <laughs> all tidied up, um, but you know, maybe don't want to raise the earth, you know, but don't want to salt the earth, right? Then head on over to manscaped.com and use HMT at checkout to get twenty percent off your entire order and free shipping and uh and man they got just a ton of great scents they got a right. ton of really good um th i think they're coming out with a uh they're coming out with Whoa. a oh okay I, i'm keeping it I'm i keeping mean they're down low. they uh, constantly come out with new products and exciting you, announcement on the way yeah exciting announcement in a couple of weeks i bought some for uh my husband and i think i bought bought him some was it like ball shiner or something like that ball toner yeah that's it that's it and um you know he he was he was happy that i was thinking of him but he was like well this is like me buying you a douche like morning spring or whatever <laughs> how would you feel if i bought you like a douche and i'm like okay i see i see your point so just you know be aware uh ladies or or dudes buying anything for your your dude just kind of like 
be aware that they could be sensitive about uh, you know, their balls. Well, everybody's sensitive about their balls, and you can be too if you head on over to manscaped.com and use code HMT at checkout. Keep your boys all nice and neat because you know you want to you want to be getting that action, and I mean, there's a better chance of. Well, you know, getting that that scrum licked if uh, <laughs> if it's nice and neat and presentable instead of you know instead of all loosey goosey and gross and stinky. You don't want it to be stinky unless that's their thing. In which case, you know, maybe hold off on the ball toner. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also support HMT directly by heading over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and from there you can select your tier of patronage as jizzy has done long long ago and stayed a loyal patron all that time and she because of that she has access to um our after pods which is a whole nother series of podcasts that are exclusive to our patreon she also gets to vote on one movie a month uh for us to review and so so she kind of gets to guide our ship, and you can too if you become a patron. And also you can support us by heading on over to our website, horrormovietalk.com slash shop. And from there, we have shirts and stickers. Uh, all of our art is produced by our wonderful artist, Dustin Goble, who is a professional artist who fucks so very hard, and uh, and if you buy any of the stickers that he has created for us, aside from our logo, or, uh, yeah, our, our brand logo, then you will be supporting him because uh, we send some of that, some of the some of the funds that we get from all those purchases over to him. So also you can support him directly by by uh, following him at dgobel zero zero. That's at d g o e b e l zero zero on Instagram and make. Your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. Yeah, you you can do commissions, and he actually shared um, one of his commissions on our Facebook group, or he shared partial um, the partial photo of it, and then the person that ordered it shared the whole photo, which was like a which was like a digital painting of her and her friend. Um, with, with with Freddy Krueger doing like a selfie, basically. Yeah, it was great, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and she was giving it to her friend as a gift, just like a one of a kind thing. That's like pretty great. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. Um, J hey Jizzy, did you have anything you wanted to promote while you were here? Well, actually, I just wanted to mention that um, I'm on my second uh, Dustin. Uh, commission right now he's working on something special for for me to give as a gift oh damn uh, before uh the, the last one he made for me was um a cannibal the musical uh like that, poster. that was you that was you god damn that was a great one it's hanging in my uh living room right now and it's it's just so fucking amazing and we get to see it every day and dustin's awesome so. would, would you say that his pricing is fair it's probably more than fair, I would say, maybe too fair. Like, yeah, because you're you're an artist as well, aren't you? No, he should charge more. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great artist, and and like he really brings a lot to to the podcast, and so yeah, we we love it when our listeners support him. Finally, if you guys want to call into the show again, that number is 682-253-4468. That gets you to a voicemail, and you can let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. <laughs> 
Spoilers. Spoilers. Did you were you able to hear the uh the effect on that? Yeah, I'm not sure if that goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, the start of this movie, I the first note I have is Marilyn Manson is a guy. So that kind of dates this movie a lot. I know Marilyn Manson is still around there and he's still rocking out, but his heyday was big time. Yeah. Like back back this in 2003. One of the most um, anachronistic things about this movie, the thing that really pulls it out and makes it not timeless is the musical breaks in it. Oh, yeah. They are so, so early 2000s. It's painful. It's like heavily um like noise gated drums where it's like yeah it's just like super super overproduced um rock anthem music just randomly in this super surreal movie it feels so out of place every time they do a musical break yeah it's um it's it does feel really very 2000s-y it's like all right, well, now we saw someone slowly going insane and poking their brain with their fingers. Now let's listen to Creed. <laughs> <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Um, yeah, so uh, in this movie is Ray Wise, who is a very memorable but hard very to... Very recognizable Yes. You, he's character somebody, actor. Yeah. He's somebody you know. You're just not ever sure where from, and uh, and it's kind of interesting. I remember him from Twin Peaks, mm. um, first of all, and then all, second of all, the weird one that I remember him from is Chillerama, um, okay, which is a it's like a what, what do you call those movies like Creep Show, um, where they have anthology movie. Yes, Chillerama is kind of an anthology movie, and it's done by director Adam Green, who someone on our Facebook group mentioned uh, as as their favorite underrated director. And I'd have to agree with him because Chillerama is is a great movie. He also did the Hatchet remakes. Um, yeah, Ray Wise is like if you were to draw a. Um what's it what's it called when they when they in, interview someone after a crime and they have like the sketch artist oh the police sketch artist yeah be like if you were to describe ray wise just using like um cliches mm -hmm. you'd be like he looks like the abusive ex-husband in a lifetime movie yeah or or like, like or like um or kind of like a 1950s gangster who would hang out with Frank Sinatra. Right. You know? Or like a... Um, a lounge. A, lo a man who, who frequents lounges. Yeah. Or a washed up game show host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would you would tell that to this police sketch artist and you would get an exact replica of, of Ray Wise's face. And, and it's, in it's interesting because Lynn Shea plays his wife and she's similarly... Very strangely recognizable because you've seen her in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's huge in the horror community. Yeah, she's been in the 2020 Grudge, Insidious, Quidja, or I should say Ouija. <laughs> um, yeah, she goes way back. Yeah, she's she's been in tons of stuff. She, rem you know, who she reminds me of her her facial features remind me of the little granny from a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. So like 
Oh, Happy Gilmore, and um, yeah, I mean now she's yes. much more much more that way. But I mean this this movie she is more much younger, like yeah. in the mom mom range. Um, but yeah, she's got really distinctive features, kind of like a I don't know, just like a long nose and tiny eyes. Yeah, like kind of kind of beady little beady eyes, beady little eyes, but very matronly, very grandmothery. Yeah, kind of. Well, I know her from uh, movies that aren't necessarily horror movies. Um, she was in, she was like the unfuckable hag in Kingpin. And- <laughs> oh, that's right. Wow. Oh, I forgot about that. She, that is her. The unfuckable yeah, yeah, yeah. hag. Yeah, yeah. And then there's something about Mary. She played like a, a similar role. That, yeah, um, the like completely leathery skin. Yeah. Neighbor. Yes. Imagine being typecast that way when presumably you're like 40, you know? I read an interview with her and she said she loves it because she says um, she doesn't even need to put on makeup because she always looks better than her characters, you know, out right. of makeup. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, she's a wow, I forgot about that. You're you're right. She is fantastic in those movies. It's like a comedic, you know, uh character actor. Yeah, so we we learn quickly that this is Christmas Eve. We're driving to Grandma's house, um, and um, going over the river and through the woods. Going over the river and through mostly the, through the woods. Mostly through the woods, <laughs> right? And uh, and for some reason, the mom has a pumpkin and chocolate pie, and that's kind of gross looking. Um, but I really want to focus on this uh, this clip that I cut out of the show because. I can't remember exactly what it is, but let's see. It's We're on the road, so here we go. Where are we? We're on the road. <laughs> what does it look like? What happened to the interstate? So <laughs> we're on the road. We're on the... Duh. I love, I love the comedy in this movie because it... It's it's exactly the kind of things that I would say, which are basically like dad jokes and uh-huh. like euphemisms and stuff. Um... We're on the road. Uh, so so we quickly learn he he's not taking the interstate. He's taking a back way because he's fucking he's tired of taking the interstate. He wanted to be able to stay awake hmm. during this drive. Um, and so th- then then we get this next clip, which I which I love very much. This is the Dick Cheese clip. Hey, honey bunny. How about a couple of bookers? Shut up, Richard. Or some macaroni and dick cheese. Richard, that's disgusting. But, Mom, there really is a cheese called dick cheese. The Chinese make it. You've had dick cheese before, right, Brad? Grow up, Richard. Grow up, Richard. Yeah, I, 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 it's very quotable, this movie. You've had dick cheese before, right, Brad? Um, yeah, so I think I'm unlocked. This is like exactly your humor, isn't it? Yes, it's exactly yeah, my humor. Like, I'm, I'm starting to understand, like, oh, oh, yeah, this is the type of, yeah, this is the type of humor that's like, uh, it's a little cringy, but that's why it's funny. Right. Yes, it's exactly. Like, oh, my God. I, I can't, I can't even help myself watching this movie. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's very, very Adam Sandlery kind of baby baby poo poo humor yeah. like you know it's like <laughs> want to eat my boogers <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like ah. we fact check the the chinese dick cheese and um no no it does not exist oh. you d- there's no such thing as chinese dick cheese apparently not it's just smegma oh <laughs> <laughs> you've had dick cheese before right brad 
that's so gross. It's just smegma. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep going with these uh, with these clips from this movie because it, early on it comes at you hard and fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, I know you guys think I'm... Oh, wait, wait, not that one, this one. Hey, Laura, I thought we'd come to a junction by now. Jesus, Laura, do you have to suck on it like that? <laughs> That's the way I drink. <laughs> so the mom's taking a drink out of her water bottle and she's just gulping it down. and he's <laughs> She's like sucking it out like a bottle, like a baby bottle. That's how my wife drinks. That's exactly how my wife drinks. Really? You can well it's more that you can hear every gulp. It's oh, like right. gulp, gulp, gulp. It's like there's somebody else inside her throat going gulp, gulp. And so it's so off-putting. And and you know, like I always got to ask her, "Do you got to suck on it like that?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Hey, baby." <laughs> So yeah, so now, Bryce is quickly becoming lo- disenchanted with with my love of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I got the same one. I didn't know if you'd get it or not, so I got it too. Do you have to suck on it like that? Yeah, I'm just gonna keep going down this road. Here we go. Breathe in deeply through your nose. You breathe out deeply through your mouth. Well, thank you, Brad. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Can I ask you a question, though? Sure. Was your entire school gay, or was it just the baseball team? Richard! What? <laughs> no, no, Richard, it's it's a technique we use to help us get into what we call the zone. The homo zone? Richard! The homo zone? <laughs> so they're, they're driving down the road, and it quickly establishes itself as a funny, fun time kind of, like, movie. Um... And but they keep doing these weird, like shining esque, ominous shots from above, right? And this is the only time in the movie where the music gets deadly serious and ominous, and uh, and that tends to work for me as well. I love the mm. shining shots. Yeah. Um, and it has like a, just an impossibly straight road. Yeah. In the I mean, the entire movie, there's no turns. On no, it yeah. at all. It's a, it's a completely straight road that goes off into the horizon yeah and uh, and like you said in in kind of your review for it um then we get our first taste of weird shit happening right. so they drive by just a and and just a flash they just get like this second long look at this lady in white and then she's gone um and the dad there's a lot of brake screeching so every time every time something happens the car comes to a screeching halt and uh, and he backs up and they pick up this lady in white and she has a baby and she's not talking and she's clearly injured and um and the baby's not making any sound um and Marion gets out to to allow this wo- this woman in white to uh to to get in and they had passed a a cabin beforehand and so they had they they bring this this woman back to the back to the cabin and they break into the cabin to see if there's a there's a phone inside because there's no cell service by the way they only have one phone it's it's a flip phone and it's the boyfriend's flip phone mm-hmm. and you know he doesn't have any service cuz they're in the woods remember when the Motorola Razor was like the most high tech 
cell phone you could ever get. Yeah. And to be honest, it's still pretty cool. I mean, I like, think they remade it recently. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like cell phones, that form factor was pretty kick-ass. Yeah, it was. Did you did you ever have a razor j- jizzy? I yeah, I had one of those flip phones back in the day. Uh, I'm not really a I'm not really phone fanatic or anything. I'll yeah. just you know I usually like to just call people through my my desktop. I don't even like to use my phone. Mm. But in 2003, you didn't have that option for sure. No, no, I don't. Well, no, we had we had Skype back then, didn't we? But I didn't, yeah, use it for that. Did but, we? Yeah. Is, yeah. Was Skype around that long ago? 2003? 17 years ago? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember when well, it we came out. And stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, my first cell phone was my mom's old cell phone, and it was like not quite the... Um, like the 80s Wall Street brick, mm-hmm. but it was just a step. It's like half a brick, and then like the the um, the microphone flips down, you know, oh, with the wow. with the antenna, and then. Um, but yeah, there's a yeah Motorola Razor was pretty awesome. I held out until like 2009. I didn't get a phone. Yeah, a cell phone. I just had a. You know, one of I was one. I was using um, payphones to collect call my mom to pick me up from university for a really? while. Yeah, I think my freshman year I would just like I, if I I didn't want to pay for parking or something and at PSU, so like I would just call her on. I would use the payphone and call one eight hundred collect. And <laughs> my face and <laughs> is of utter shock. Yeah. Wow. And then finally, my mom just said, "Here, you can have my old cell phone," because she got a new one or something. Call ten ten two twenty, and <laughs> remember all those ten ten numbers. Mm, I yeah. I had a uh, my first boss uh, got was a d- dithering idiot of a fool, and he was his dad was a, a very rich man, a very very rich man, and so he was a fifty year old man who mowed his dad's lawn for a living. <laughs> And, uh, but he took this money that he made from mowing his dad's lawn, which I presume was a tremendous amount of money. And he invested it in one of those 1010 numbers very early on in the 1010 game. And he made, he made like millions of dollars off of this investment. And then he, he, he won the lottery once because he'd never stopped playing those scratchets. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to, uh, dead end. <laughs> uh, so. As as they get out to to go investigate the cabin, they leave the boyfriend in the car with the woman in white. And she kind of she's the first he's the first person that she starts talking to. And he's like, "Uh, your baby, huh? Tell me about your baby. And finally, she ends up handing it to him. And it ends up being just a just a pile of blood. And there was a baby. (laughs) There was a baby. And it was. uh, Well, no, not exactly. It was just kind of a pile of blood. And he freaked out. And, uh, and ran away. Right. And so now, now they're all split up and, uh, and the lady's gone. And, um, and so they get back in the car to try and find him. Uh, and, but, but not before the cab or the, uh, Richard, the, the son goes out into the woods to jerk it. Mm. If you recall, do you mm-hmm. re- remember that? Yep. And, and he, that's, that's the old school to that old school. Yeah. Cause form. he, <laughs> <laughs> this is another uh, thing that probably dates it a little bit. He goes out 
and he's like unfolds. He this takes he giant takes out centerfold. like a paper magazine, like un <laughs> unfolds really? the centerfold. That like uh, is that is that I mean something that you could imagine? Oh, I've I've been that horny where I'm on like a a family trip and the car breaks down and I just got to go into the woods and, and jack it. It's literally happening right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to self-incriminate, but uh, I get it. Okay. We have our, we, you know, we're sitting in HMT studio right now. The only difference is like, I wouldn't have had an actual pornographic magazine. It would have been more like a Victoria's Secret catalog or like a Sears catalog. Yeah. Like just the bra I mean, section. Mm. Like I got, I, I, I could work with you know, pretty good stuff in my super conservative Mormon household. And every once in a while, they deliver like that Fredericks of Hollywood oh. catalog. Holy shit. Oh. That's like. Wow. And <laughs> I was talking with my wife last night about like. Um, Her tits. Yeah. Those and. Um, uh. What was I talking about? Somehow the, the subject of porn and the uh, like how young. Was I when, you know, first got access to porn? Mm -hmm. Go on. Um, and I, I just started reminiscing about being at a sleepover and th there being playboys at, at uh, my friend Kevin's house because his brother had him. And then also... As a group, the three of us would go on the internet like super like titillated this. with with uh, finding a website that had pornographic images. Bunch of little boners in your pants. And you would click on the link uh -huh. and then proceed to wait for ten minutes as a as a centerfold image would would uh your load hands. line by line yeah. <laughs> on the computer screen. Yeah, do you have any fun memories with uh with old school old school paper or uh dial up porn jizzy? God, more more than enough. Um let me see. So we in my childhood house, we kind of uh my the house was backed up to this gully. So there was a lot of just wooded area, overgrown area back there. <laughs> and then and so about oh, I don't know, a couple hundred feet in there was like a tiny little stream and what we called the witch's house because somebody had built this house this little shack specifically mm. just to masturbate in because there was just so much porn in there wow and like, and like a spoon and a fork or something you know there was just like Lord, do you have to suck on it like that <laughs> so so that that would probably be my earliest memory is running into the witch's house and kind of understanding what what you know human nature was all about at that point wow that's that almost that's a very classy way to say masturbate <laughs> understanding what human nature is all about i mean that sounds like a rape barn <laughs> it could have been too i might have just you know we that's... might have just walked out and was there know? like a, a this trail... is why we need more women on the show she right. classes it up right she's like understanding <laughs> the human nature and bryce like that sounds like a rape barn <laughs> Was there like a trail of yeah. centerfolds left out leading up to the shed? <laughs> Was it like some sort of weird Hansel and Gretel scenario? <laughs> no, like I, I, some I some guy lying in wait and he's like, hmm. Come on, sweetie, come in here and jerk your dick and balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could have been like that I, for all I know. I just know that there was, you know, lots of porn and like a uh, can of unopened, you know, tomato soup and... You know, a couple of utensils. Yeah, so. it's got a 
You know, it gotta, takes, takes a lot out of you. Got to dip your balls in something. <laughs> got to reinvigorate those electrolytes, you know. Uh, was your entire school gay or was it just the baseball? Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, so as he's coming, this, his his sister's boyfriend screams and he's like, oh, and it ruins. <laughs> he turns around. Like, <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh god oh no yeah you know that moment that it's just ruined right when you're about to come and it just gets something pops up and it just ruins it like the dude's butthole in the porn you're like no it's like oh see it's a dangerous game though because it's like a it's like a pavlov's dog response <laughs> like you you gotta be real careful what you come to because all of a sudden that can be like become your thing yeah you know well it worked really well last time like well i liked people screaming in the distance now you just can't get off to anything but that yeah 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 now it's boy what what would it be what's the grossest thing um i mean i'm not gonna kink shame okay anyone but well i can't i can't come unless somebody's walking in on me in the room like discovers me Oh. I feel really bad for your children. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so we also learn that the boyfriend was supposed I kind of glossed over this because I didn't read my notes properly. But uh, the boyfriend was going to propose tonight. Right. So tonight's Christmas Eve. He was going to they were going to get to grandma's house and he was going to propose. But we also learn simultaneously that Marion the his his girlfriend at the time uh was going to break up with him tonight so kind of uh everybody gets saved from some heartache because well you know he's he gets myrtleized um they they head on down the road they look for brad they find him by running over him which becomes kind of a staple uh-huh. um and and they have to get the phone away you know he's he's just become a body he's uh-huh. just become a a, a bunch of goop and the reaction shots is something horrible happened to brad they're like what the shit and uh and they gotta like get the phone off of him and there's this real long scene of like trying to get the phone off and when they finally do there's like you said earlier an ear hanging from the bloody phone from the from the antenna right (laughs) the antenna (laughs) remember antennas (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh, so they use the phone and it's just a woman weeping on the other end of it. It's like a lot of disconcerting shit going on. I mean, that's what I get off to now. Like, there's no... <laughs> it's gotta be women crying. That's why I married my wife. Right. Romantic. Just constantly crying. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they don't have a map. There's no other cars on the road. It's super weird. Um, it's almost like like there's no end in sight of this road. Mm. Um, and uh, and so then they get passed by the the weird like 1950s hearse thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and Brad is in the back of that, and you know he's. He's, I think it was in the back of the hearse, and then they ran over him. Right. Yeah. yeah my apologies. Yeah. So it seems right. like throughout the movie, what happens is there's some encounter with the lady in white, and then all of a sudden they're screaming or dead, and then someone sees them being carted off in this 
old timey hearse, and then they run over them later. Yes, this is. So a I guess the hearse just like drives for a while, and then they just like kick him out the back. Yeah, it's a recurring theme that happens to a, most of the, almost all of the characters in this movie. Right, everyone but the dad, I think, was laying in the road. Maybe the mom and the and the sister. Well, the sister right. survives, so. right? So it can't happen to her. Um. But and and then we also it's alluded to that time is being fucked with as well because their their clocks don't work the wa- their watches don't work correctly and it's hard to tell how long they've been out here um, and then at uh, at the twenty five minute mark the uh, Richard has a has a theory and I I love his theory so I'm going to play a quick clip of that right now he has a theory about what's what's been happening to them look I know you guys think I'm you know, retarded or whatever, but I have a theory and I want you to hear me out, okay? Brad is dead. His body is mutilated and God only knows how it got that way. We're the only people out here and all the clocks have stopped at 7.30. This reeks of alien activity, you guys. Yeah, this is another thing that dates it a little. Like, this is kind of an just out of the blue aliens because like X Files X-Files was huge. Yeah. back then. Yeah, what was like, it when weird stuff happened? It was either like weird, surreal, um, you know, David Lynch, or it's right. like supernatural X Files type stuff. Right. I don't know. Was X Files going on then? Um, I think two thousand three was actually the year that they released the X, the second X Files movie. The first X Files movie, I think, was in ninety nine. I'm really good with years. No, uh, ninety nine is way too. Early. Wait, no, you might be right. Yeah, I think the first X Files movie was ninety nine. Um, b- 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 were you eleven next- seasons? Were you an X Files fan, Jizzy? <clears throat> No, no, I was not. I was, I was more of a, a Buffy girl back then. Oh damn! Okay, it lasted till May nineteenth, two thousand two. Mm. So it was the year before it ended. Okay. Um, yeah. So well, I think maybe the second X Files movie was later than two thousand. It was probably more like two thousand seven or something uh, like that. Let me see. I can find it. Anywho, they turn on the radio, and uh, and it's baby radio. All babies, all the time. Ghost babies. Yeah. What was that? He doesn't know and he doesn't want to know. (laughs) This is just another example of like super disconcerting shit happening where it's like, boy, let's get a break from all this weirdness. And then they turn on the radio and, oh, Jesus Christ, more weirdness. Do you have any uh, any stories about weird shit going on when you're driving through the woods, Jizzy? Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. Uh, I used to live up in Seattle, uh, and one time I decided to take me and my friend went to Vashon Island. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, sure. It's a ritzy yeah. place. I, yeah, it was actually, I was super close to moving there years ago just because I liked the uh, the vibe there. Um, but when we were driving around there. Uh, we ended up on this long road that looked really similar to the road in this movie. And I know it's an Island. So, you know, you drive straight long enough and you'll get to like the water or whatever. But for Mm -hmm. some reason it just took 
you know, two hours later and we were still on the same road. And to this day, I don't know like what exactly happened, but, um, we ended up getting out of it eventually, but, uh, the calculations did not add, add up, you know, the, it doesn't take two hours to get across the island. So I have it, to ask the obvious question. How high were you? So high, probably. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, it was like, you know, after my 17th birthday. So I've been pretty consistently high since. Mm, mm. Touche. Yeah. yeah, I. Uh, that's the most disconcerting effect of being way too high for me is the time distortion really fucks with my head. I don't enjoy it because I, my brain is so firmly rooted in reality that I just can't. I can't deal with the thought that time is is a uh, is is it just is a construct, man. <laughs> well, you know, it it, it kind of is, but daylight is is a very real thing, and when when it gets dark, then you know, shit gets scary, right? Mm. Especially in the woods. Do you have any uh, any creepy woods stories driving around in the woods stories, Bryce? No, I'm very much a point A point B driver when it comes to wilderness. So my dad had a cabin up in up in the Gifford Pinchot Forest for many years. I don't know, not many years, a couple of years. And uh, so we would go up there intermittently. And when one winter, uh, my girlfriend, now wife, and I were heading up there. And it's a it's a long drive. It's like hmm, two hours to get up there. And uh, and and it was snowing, so we were driving through the snow, and we were well outside of. Um, any any town the nearest town was probably 12 miles away and um and it's a small little just just butt crack of a town nothing um and so we're heading up this hill it's almost white out conditions and it's super freezing outside and uh we very much like the way they pa they first passed the woman in white in this movie we, my headlights, so I'm coming around the corner, my headlights fall on this dude in a t in like a wife beater shirt and just like Adidas pants or something like indiscriminate, just some like light wear walking the opposite direction. And that was it. Like, it was just like, whoa, what the fuck? There's a dude here walking... And we didn't stop because it was so alarming to see in like these conditions. It was like, what is happening? How did he get out here? So we may have uh, driven past a man who really needed help, and uh, but we weren't going to risk it. Uh, Sucks for him. Yeah, because she, because my wife was busy um, sucking on it. So anyway, um, let's see here. Where where were we? We should probably. Speed through this a little more. This is gonna be a yeah, yeah. So extremely long episode. So I think in terms of like the super memorable moments for me um, was the ear on the cell phone, uh -huh. and then I mean, there's a couple good like gore moments. The other one was um, Richard's lip being bitten off. That was so disturbing. Oh yeah, that was he, like he goes out into the woods and the, and he meets the woman in white. There, he gets a little high. And she's she bites his bottom lip off entirely, and he's like into it. Right. <laughs> and he's like, I mean, really, I think if an attractive woman just disrobed in front of me randomly in the woods, like uh, I could probably have my lip bitten off and not realize it. 
I would I would definitely realize it. She'd be getting one. Square in the mm. square in the kisser. I that's a situation where I would hit a woman if she bit my lip off. Really? Oh yeah. Every, but everybody's got a, their uh But you know, boobs. Eh, it's not enough. I mean it's just the price you pay. I have boobs. <laughs> I can stare at them. I never really needed that lip anyways. Man. You need that lip hardcore. Mm. Yeah, and um uh, Jizzy, what uh, what is one of the more memorable moments following that? I think you you mentioned it before. Um, yeah, there was, yeah, I did. Um, I, I it was a it was a weird, awkward uh, moment when um, the mom had uh, her skull split so that her brain was exposed, and she thought that it was a good idea to just reach back there and start rubbing around and i guess it gave her like feelings Mm. Uh, and and i wasn't really sure if she was like gonna have an orgasm it was really sexual yeah i i thought they should have gone full orgasm on that one they kind of went halfway to where it was like looks like she's really enjoying herself and then she starts saying like alan Right, because like she's, she's remembering Alan or she's something. She's fingering this dude who she fucked back into her memory. Uh huh. And, mm-hmm. and presumably having sex with him. It was alarming to yeah. look at. I think any time where there's exposed brain and things are touching it, that just that is like a trigger for me. Like I can't, I can't even. Yeah. Like this, this actually didn't affect me as as much as other times did. Like I'm really affected by Hannibal, the end of Hannibal. Like, Jesus Christ. Still haven't seen it. There's something about, like, actively watching brain trauma and then seeing someone react to it or try to speak through it. Like, so anyways, I was going down the... Oh, that's so gross. Like, just seeing someone being erased because someone's poking their brain. Yeah, the the mom starts going real, real nuts. Like, once once they lose Richard... Um, Richard gets mutilated horribly following, you know, the, the lip biting and, um, and they find him and then she just, she goes, she loses her mind. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a little clip from that. You look not very well. Oh, she's okay. Oh, Frank. You know, you are a wonderful father. A wonderful husband too. And... I want you to know that I understand about you and Sally Schmidt. What? Oh, I know the whole thing. I know how you two used to meet at the Motel 6 and hump each other raw on your lunch break. (sighs) Well, it's okay. I completely understand. I know I have never been able to totally fulfill your sexual fantasies. And I want to promise you that as soon as we get out of here, you can do anything you want to me, darling. And I mean anything. Oh yeah, really... poor daughter was standing right there. <laughs> she was horrified. Yeah, yeah. That's um, boy. That's that's a phrase I'm waiting to hear. Just been waiting to hear that for a long time. Don't know anything. Anything. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> anything. <laughs> really, I can make you make me cook green. Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> oh. I wonder what she was actually referring to, like you know, butt stuff, or you know, that's usually what people are referring to, right? When they say anything. Yeah, I would assume it's butt stuff. Yeah, well, it's immediately where my mind goes. Sure. Yeah, Bryce, have you been able to do butt stuff? I'm not going to speak to that. Okay, all right. I just figured I'd ask. Um, 
don't hey whoa hey he's coming at me here um so yeah so people you know people keep getting carried off in the hearse and um and we kind of learned that the dad wasn't Richard's dad. She had an affair, and that's why she's remembering Alan when she fingers her brain, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, um, the twist at the end is the daughter wakes up in a hospital, and what had happened was at the start of the movie, when the dad kind of dozes off and and then and then you know saves them from being hit by an oncoming car. That didn't actually happen. The car hit them, and the occupants of the other car were the lady in white and her baby, who the baby died, and I think the lady in white did too. And um, the car, uh, the hearse, was the the man who found them mm-hmm. and, and brought them all in. Um, so it's all like the the occurrences and like the the memories of someone in a coma. Yeah, basically. Yeah, which is the uh, the daughter Marion's coma. So this whole movie has just been her kind of uh, very quickly coming to terms with <laughs> the death of her entire family, right? And yeah, kind of being haunted by them as ghosts. I mean, she's already seen all of them die though in her coma, right? So it's probably even more comforting to be like, oh, they all died in a car crash. Thank God. That's be- thank heavens. Thank heaven. Uh, yeah, I mean this is this is like a a great way to end the movie and like cap it off. This is the way you should do surreal. Like have have some kind of like ending with, you know, it's a dream or something. Yeah. Just give us something to just say this doesn't make sense because of this reason. Right. As opposed to we just put a, ran- a bunch of random shit in here to make you watch it. Yeah, what did you think of the end of this, Jizzy? Oh, uh, well, I was very pleasantly pleased. I was I was happy that this is the way it ended, and not just some like silhouette of a of a victorious survivor walking off into a distance like uh, we've seen too many times, you know. So I, I you know, and I've I've seen this type of ending a lot of times too, but I always appreciate it because then you know you actually can go back and say. Uh, were the were the parents cheating on each other? Because that was all part of her coma. Did that even happen? Whoa! And, I didn't even think about that. Well, it does this weird? It <laughs> it has a great ending, and then all of a sudden, it like completely undercuts it by showing the uh, the note oh, okay. the note that the dad wrote. You're like, okay, yeah. Does it need to have like the double dun dun dun? <laughs> it's like, all right, just yeah, end the movie. Be- but yeah, it didn't lose any points for me though. Yeah, yeah. What what is it about that that bothers you so much about that, Bryce? It's it's just cheap. It's like the it feels like of the time, right? You know, it just feels like all right. This is this is another lazy way to like. <laughs> and one more thing, it's like okay, yeah, okay, I get it. How it's like you, how many how many do you want to string on there? How like, would you put this up against Ghost Ship? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is way better than Ghost Ship. Okay, yeah, right. I don't I don't remember what score I gave Ghost Ship, but Ghost Boat. Um, I think you gave it the same score. Did I, I? think, but I might have been a five. 
Yeah, well, this one's better. It was it was rough because we watched Event Horizon, which is a real piece of shit, right next to right next to Ghost Ship, Ghost Boat, and uh, and it made Ghost Boat seem a lot better than I think it was. Right, and it's a completely different kind of movie. It's like Ghost Boat is dumb, yeah, and you can just appreciate it for being kind of dumb and kind of spooky and kind of actiony, yeah. And this one's more like. You're going up against some real hard hitters if you're doing like surreal, gory stuff. Like you're you're all of a sudden competing with like Lynch and Cronenberg and and all those great directors that just have a real touch when it comes to fucking with your mind. Yeah. Um this doesn't quite reach that level, but it's it's a very respectable. Yeah. Um so my final recommendation for this um, I really enjoy this movie because of how it handles comedy and uh, the characters who are believable but kooky. Um, while it's not a well-known movie, I think it's worth a watch because you probably won't forget it. And that's what we all love about horror movies. Uh, by the way, you can stream this for free right now on IMDb TV um, or through Amazon. Or Tubby. Um, or Tubby, yeah. You, both of all of those options will give you uh, injected ads. But um, it's it's not that bad. Um, is that where you watched it, Jizzy? Where did I watch it? Uh, I think. Well, I have Amazon, and I had I downloaded. Is it Tubi or Tubby? It's probably Tubi, but we like to call it Tubby. Okay, I'll call it Tubby too. And I have all those things, so I watched it on one of them. I don't know. It was good. Though. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. So with that, let's get into our next bit uh, called horror movie talk. Whores. So, Horror Movie Talk Whores is a little bit where, you know, we just play your voicemails. If you call us at 682 Four four six eight or six eight two two five three four four or six eight two two five three four HMT. <laughs> you can uh, leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think of the show. How do you feel about being branded uh, a whore, Jizzy? Is that is that what's happening now? Or I mean, that's what I call our fans. Um, I just kind of did it. Yeah. One day. <laughs> and and y'all just have to deal with it. This is one of those things where, like, David came in and he's like, we're going to call them whores now. And I'm like, I don't like that. And then he liked it. But I don't. And then it happened to him and he was, like, appreciative. I don't have the energy to fight against it and I don't care that much. So it's, yeah, it's whores now. Bryce, I don't. I, I think you know if that's what's happening. Then I guess. I guess that's what's yeah. happening. That's right. Let it happen, baby. It's just like when you visit that that porn cabin. Like <laughs> when the guy shows up, just let it happen. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know what I expected, but here it is. No. Um, so here is um, another one of our long-standing patrons, Biggin, calling in. So here you go. Up, boys? This is Brad Biggin from Portland. I'm just calling because a curious question popped into my head. Uh, if you two were to start a cult, what would it be centered around and why? 
Paganism, the religion that worships your dick. Hmm. Okay, That's a good so question. If you were to start a cult, what would it be centered around? I mean, I feel like there's only one answer to this. Like, Me. it's this. Yeah. Yeah. It's centering around the leader. Like, that's the whole purpose of a cult. Right. It's like... Jizzy, do you have a better answer than, than just yourself? That would that would have actually... No, I don't. That's my answer, too. It's the best answer. All right? about. Or, or you'd set it up to be, like, the secret knowledge as, like, the ultimate um, being, you know, that they will eventually, if they work really hard to meet, um, you know, they ascend all the levels and... They commit fully, and they find out at the end it's just my dick. Good like, news. It's the it super underwhelming dick. Here it is. <laughs> Here's your God. He, he demands to be sucked. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's pretty much everything. That's what every cult leader is. I, I love uh, Adam Carolla's point about, like, cults where they they get to a point where it's just too far. And they, why don't you just be okay with fucking everyone all the time? Right. Where he's like, um, he talks about the, uh, perspective of, I think it's Tex in the, uh, um, in the Manson cult where it starts out great. You get a bunch of hippies and, and Manson's like, yeah, we're all going to, you know, get together in this commune and we're all going to fuck each other. And so like, they've got a couple guys with, just this bevy of hot hippie women yeah. just going at it all the time. And then Manson's like, all right, now we're going to kill some people. <laughs> it's like, you think Tex might be like, uh, hey, Ch hey Chuck, um, have you thought maybe that, you know, just not killing people and that we could just keep fucking all the time? Like, we could just not kill people. Right. And we could keep fucking. No, no, I think it's real important that we kill kill people. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta be a special brand of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or or like you know the cults where it's like, all right, you know everyone's uh, worshiping me and and fucking me all the time. So let's everyone kill yourself. Right. <laughs> what? Why ruin a good thing? Yeah. If you're a cult leader, what's the what's the? I mean, even if like you're going to get arrested and prosecuted, it's like, yeah, but up till that point, you can be fucking everyone i guess that was technically i mean the ones that was like the nexus cult right they just fucked right mostly um yeah the guy fucked and i think that's kind of still around yeah, i don't yeah. think it ever got like completely dismantled other than the maybe less fucking yeah the guy's still around right. I'm like he's not gone his only crime was fucking too much yeah right my question is like the heaven's gate cult like who who bought into that? Because I think it's specifically no fucking. Like they're all ungendered, oh, and they're all just waiting to to go to the the spaceship in the sky by killing themselves. Actually, that's a better question. Is if you could join a cult, what what would you want it to? Oh no, that's it's just be about fucking. Yeah, yeah. What it's about, always about what, fucking. What about you, Jizzy? Well, actually, I had a, a question writ written down for Bryce, if he's willing to answer it about uh, this specific question I had about Mormonism. Okay. Y okay. All right. Well, hopefully it's not uh, offensive to you or anything, but I, I heard this. Um, have you heard of the term called soaking? 
Oh yeah, that's fake. That's not. That is doesn't it exist. Fake? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Explain. So it's, it's, they say, you know, Mormon, I've only heard this like from like, sure. The memes on Reddit of like, can you believe what they believe or what they do? And then this is, this doesn't exist in real life because it's so stupid. Okay. What is it? So it's, um, so Mormon couples can't have sex, you know, before they're married. And so the workaround that they find is that it's not sex unless you're um, pumping. So what they do is they go, they do soaking, which is they put their dick in the vagina and then just sit there. (laughs) Which is retarded. I mean, retired. Retired. Only retired people would do that. Yeah, because I can't can't move with their old bones. Um, but yeah, that doesn't that doesn't exist. That's uh that's an urban myth. Uh, I have the strangest desire to start soaking though. Because if you if you uh did that as a Mormon boy, you'd immediately come anyways. (laughs) You're not you're not not having sex at the point when you're coming, and they would definitely. There's the bottom line is. If you're soaking, there has to be at least the first pump. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... it's Thereby, eh, we've already committed a sin. Let's just go for it. It's pretty crazy, though. Like, I I think back on um, what's allowed. Like, me and Aaron started dating in the what's called the Singles Ward, which is a congregation of just singles from 18 to 30. Hot! Mormon singles! And it was just exactly like every other church meetings you know super so boring stuff. lots of soaking uh, <laughs> and the the bishop one time got up because you get all these all these young uh single adults that know that they can't fuck who are soaked they are so overwhelmed with hormones they're one their only question to authority is what can we get away with where is the line? Because we want to go right up to that line as long as we don't. There's no repercussions for doing X. We're going to do that all the time. You know, man, I'd rather go to hell than not have sex. So if you were OK, I want you to take a guess. Bishop stands up and he says, OK, everyone, you know, a lot of people are talking about are asking, you know, wh- where's the line? Like where where does it go from being, you know, innocent to becoming a sin? To where you should talk to the bishop or, or repent or whatever. Where do you think that line is on the spectrum of um, intimate activity? Yeah. Jizzy, what, what's your answer? So super conser- conservative Mormons. Wait, what? What was the say, say that again? Okay, so on the spectrum of like, like light peck on the cheek to um, scat play, like oh. where where would the the line, of the line be where like okay you just committed a sin like you need to repent and you'll there will be repercussions with your oh you're asking me to guess yeah like, guess like say. oh okay um hmm let me give this a little like a second of thought here I'll uh, an- uh, while you think i'll answer i'm no, going <laughs> i'm going to a- i'm going to say uh hand holding hand holding yeah i'm saying french kissing French kissing. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, you're both wrong. The answer was, if you feel any sexual excitement, you've I've, gone too far. Well, bad news. I feel sexual excitement talking about this <laughs> exactly. right now, right exactly. now on the show. It's an unwinnable game. It, it was the most patently ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, what are you doing to these people? Yeah, why to like tell them that like that is God made you so horny just to <laughs> just to fucking throw you in hell like like what what a douchey guy you start feeling sexual desire and then that means it's gone too far until you're married and then all of a sudden you're supposed to switch it on be like well now I can fuck all the time can after we... I've forced myself to shut down that entire part of my mind and body man the amount of ropey fat <laughs> Thick, hot cum that I would go inside of some. I would just be fucking dump trucking in that girl, just like <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I mean, it'd be volcanic. So I mean, that's like the that's the level we're talking about. So to to say that some Mormon could rationalize soaking of actually putting their dick into someone's vagina is like no, no. that's not. Once you're at that point, why would you not just have sex? Like you're, I mean, even, even like, like jerking each other off. That's like so beyond the pale. It's like, well, we might as well fucking have a baby now. Okay. Next caller. All right. Anyway. Hey, it's Glitter Core. I am on my way home from work. Got up late. It's Thanksgiving day. So that's exciting because I get to go home and have, uh, a viewing of that movie, but I just wanted to let you guys know how thankful I am for you guys and your show. I'm thankful for your wives and your families that put up with you, and I'm also thankful for my husband who puts up with me listening to your shenanigans. I'm thankful for having big titties and a small vagina, and I'm also thankful for certain uh, fears of mine not coming true yet. For example, one of them is when I go jogging with my dog at like 5 in the morning, it's got, like, frost everywhere, and there's frost on light posts, and he's one of those typical boy dogs who lifts his leg when he pees, and he gets really close to the frozen pole. <laughs> one of my biggest fears is that his dick is going to get stuck to the pole like the kid in A Christmas Story, and I'm going to have to be at the park, like, spitting on my dog's dick to unstick it. Mm. Another fear of mine is, you know how if you mix, I think it's bleach and ammonia, it, like, blows up or something? I'm always scared that, for some other reason... When I clean my toilet bowl with toilet bowl cleaner and, like, forget to flush it after I clean it, that, like, when I pee in there, my pee is going to, like, somehow react with the toilet bowl cleaner and, like, poof. Oh, my God. Blow up into my small vagina area and cause, like, <laughs> vaginal burns or something. Big blowout. Anyway, <laughs> I love you guys. I love the show. Thanks for putting up with your listeners, including myself. And I thank your family and your wives for also putting up with your listeners because... That's pretty. Uh... We love you, Glittercore. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. I would just like to say, first of all, your first, uh, be, first of all, being scared that you're going to have to spit on your dog's dick to get it unfrozen from whatever he's peeing on. That's the funniest uh, <laughs> fear I've ever heard of. Um, and then, and then, second of all, I have that exact 
fear about ammonia and bleach mixing. What it does is it creates mustard gas. It creates uh, chlorine gas. Chlorine gas, which is mustard gas. Um, and uh, yeah, you can get fucked up by uh, mustard gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they used it in World War One to fucking kill people. And uh, and I have that exact fear all the time. Anytime I just got done cleaning the toilet and then I'm like, is there any of that left in there? Am I going to... Am I going to die? And then I turn on the fan and everything's okay. If you want to read a super, super disturbing book, um, there's this book called A Boy Called It, where it, it dis- it's the um, kind of autobiography of this guy that w- grew up as the worst case of child abuse in California history, basically. Uh. And uh, the his his family and, and mostly his mom just basically tortured him as he was a young kid and and one of the things that she did was make him clean the bathroom with bleach and ammonia by mixing it oh like God. closing the door i i don't want to hear any more yeah, about that that's uh you read this mm-hmm. oh my god no wonder you're depressed this is horrible it's it's insane but that's where i learn about chlorine gas oh well in any event we love you glitter core and uh, <laughs> thanks for being thankful for us Man, I'm going to fucking cry. That was so sad. Yeah. Here's Jackal. Hey, my babies. It's Jackal from Kansas. Um, Loved the recent episodes. David, your mom is so sweet, like an actual angel. I'm sorry she was subjected to the uh, environment of the podcast, but she handled it really well. Yeah, she did. Um. It's, so I'm sort of an unabashed A24 fan, as cringe as that is to admit. Um, I'm really excited for The Green Knight. I have no clue when that's coming out anymore. But it's right up my alley, and I just want to know if you guys are in the same boat as I am. That shit looks fucking sick. Um, anyway, shout out to all the whores out there. And... uh Y'all babies have a good night. We love you, Jackal. He's, yeah, I don't think I don't understand the people that are ashamed of loving A twenty four. I love they just it. Completely put out fantastic movies. There's yeah, rarely a stinker. They crush it out of that studio, which is pretty pretty impressive. Have you heard of the Green Knight, uh, Jizzy? No, I have not. Oh man, you got to look up the trailer for that. It looks it looks great. Um. It's yeah. the who's the guy? Is it? I don't want to say the name that I'm thinking of, lest I be racist. Um, well, do you have racist feelings in your heart? I mean, I'm white and male, so like I can't. It's a. I it's, can't not have that. It's just a foregone conclusion. You're you're uh, ipso facto racist. Ah, I was right. Uh, starring Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Okay. Yeah, he's. Um, He's, he's he the was guy in, from uh, from Lion from oh oh yes okay yes the guy from Lion and from um who uh, millionaire yeah yeah uh, Slumdog Slumdog Millionaire yeah he's a fantastic actor and it's just retelling the story of the Green Knight and the of uh what's it <laughs> yeah it's King Arthur and or something like no that. it's uh Sir Gawain Sir Gawain. and the Green Green Knight. Which was, yeah, an Arthurian mm-hmm. legend. Kind of separate from... I went on, like, a King Arthur kick, and I still haven't even, like, finished the the books that I've bought for it. But I learned a lot about the background of 
Arthurian legend oh. where um, it was kind of like a real big amalgam of lots of different stories that kind of got grouped into each other and got rewritten yeah. to be framed within um, the round table sure. kind of thing. So like each one of these nights, like Lancelot was kind of France's, you know, legend. They told a lot of stories about Lancelot and, uh, and then like Sir Gawain and there's a bunch of tales around, um, um, like Welsh tales and Irish stuff that kind of have been stories about knights like way before, you know, Arthur, Arthur kind of got solidified as the, the epicenter mm. of all these legends. And then they got rewritten, but this is one that's, um, I think it's, um, I think it's Welsh, the, the origin of this one, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. It looks great. Yeah, me too. Um, Jizzy, did you happen to catch our review of Rosemary's baby with my mom? I did. I liked that one. That one was good. I like your mom. She sounds very cool. She's, um, she was so shocked that so, so many people said nice things about her and I shared them. I've of course shared them all with her cause I told her I would. And she was so blown away that people didn't hate her, um, <laughs> which should tell you a few things about why I am the way I am. Um, so, so yeah, thank you. Hey guys, uh, Jason, would you rather be able to screw any celebrity of your choosing at any time, anywhere, but in doing so, you have to be screwed by the other host, whether it be Bryce or David, every time you do it with the celebrity? Or would you rather choose one celebrity that you can sleep with anytime, any day, anywhere, but every time you do that, you have to, hmm, let's see. You'd have to have Bryce or David French kiss you. Okay, so it's either screw any celebrity any time, but then we'd have to fuck each other versus screw a celebrity once and then we'd have to French kiss. Is that what it is? No, this is confusing to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The first one is... They're both basically exactly equivalent, Yeah, from what I understand. Yeah, so whichever one results in less trauma for me, um, <laughs> which is... I mean, it's debatable. Hey, oh, here's Jason again. He's got another question. Let's see if this one's... Hey, it's Jason. I got a quick question. Uh, what do you guys prefer? A girl wearing a miniskirt or a girl wearing uh, yoga pants? Personally, I got to go with yoga pants. The best time of the fucking winter. Love to hear your answers. Bye. I think All right, this is, is actually a good one. This is more of a question yeah. for Jizzy. Yeah. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I, so, so I do. I prefer girls in uh, mini skirts or girls in yoga pants. Yes. You know, I, I, I guess it would be. How how can you decide unless you are like see the girl? Yeah, it really depends on the girl, doesn't it? That's a right. really good point. Yeah, if you got that, if you got that okay, so crazy booty, let's go this. All right, let's say, booty. let's say like a crazy booty yoga pants, obviously mm -hmm. skinny yeah. waist and uh, miniskirt. Yeah, let's just assume it's like um, 
like some model in their prime. Like they're going to look good in either one. Which one gets the gets the edge? Oh, oh. man. Say like Charlize Theron in her prime. This is so primal. I'm I'm having a really difficult time with this. Yeah, I can only get so hard, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Bryce, what do you think? I'm going with mini skirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's I, I if we're going the primal route, it's like you see bare skin, oh. like it's pretty hard to get over bare skin, especially if you see so much of it. And then like it's still got that little bit of mystery. You don't have to like see every contour of their ass or or camel toe, you know. And you know, I mean, just saying, like in the fantasy, it'd be like you'd be like, oh well, that's easily accessible. You know, if she just came up to me and said, "Fuck me now, Bryce," and be like, okay, well, I can because you're just wearing a skirt. I'll just say yes. I right. I we accept those. Right. Okay. Man, what a cop out! What a, make I, make I, a choice. I really can't. I like. I, I'm clouded up by a bunch of jizz. I'm all. <laughs> I'm all horned up. Uh, Got a jizz cloud. Jizz cloud. <laughs> uh, that's the grossest cloud. Uh, it's like, have you seen those YouTube it's channels like when you... where they vape? <laughs> Come. <laughs> it's good. It's kind of sweet. Oh God! I'm literally. Ugh, it's in the back of my throat right now. Oh, here it is. Here's Bugsy. I'm not a whore. I'm a rapper, so technically, I believe the jargon is I'm a sock. But anyways, <laughs> you know, I've got an argument for you guys to settle. Fuck one, kill one, marry one. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, the Activia poop yogurt queen. <laughs> Danielle Harris, the little girl from four or five. You don't have to, you know, fuck her when she's a little girl. You know, she's in the Rob Zombie remake. She's a full-grown woman. You know, I think you actually see some kids in those. Nice, nice. Or Scout Taylor Compton from the Rob Zombie remake. I would marry, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis because of the money and the fame. Just hope she wipes after all that activia, you know. Um, I would fuck the fuck out of Danielle Harris. Did I mention I would fuck Danielle Harris? I mean, that's self-explanatory. And I would kill that bitch Scout Taylor Compton because, you know, fuck Rob Zombie and the Halloween remake. It's your boy Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. Much love, B&D. Sounds like breaking and entering. Break, breaking and dentering? I don't, I don't know. I had a... I had a weed chocolate cookie. I'm leaving a dispensary now. Anyways, much love. Horror movie talk. Happy holidays to all you whores. Whores really took off. Everybody's, they love, they love it. Okay, so you got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. And we're talking about... Taylor, I didn't get the last uh, one. Dan, so we got Daniel Harris, mm-hmm. who's from uh, uh, Halloween 4 and 5. You got Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously the original. Uh, and then you also have uh, Scout Taylor thompson or compton i can't i, I can't remember but she's uh I, th- I believe she's rob zombie's wife um and also the woman who stars in many of his films i, I think she's the star of his ha- or she's in the halloween remakes and then i think she's also in um what do you what do you call that movie house of a thousand corpses and that whole trilogy the house of a thousand corpses trilogy um so you gotta, I'm, I'm not finding her. I don't know what she looks like. Just look like. up, uh, look up, uh, ha- Halloween the Rob Zombie remake, and uh, and she's she's in going to be in that. Let's uh, let's make sure we, I can see what she looks like here. I'm going to walk over to you. Uh, Seventy-eight. Why? More title matches. Here we go. Two thousand seven. 
Yeah, that's the one. Okay, see any other Scout? I think. I think's her name. Or yeah, Scout. Should be a blonde girl. I'm not. In any event, uh, I would. I think I would marry. I think he got it right. I think I think I. Oh, would... okay. Scout Taylor Compton. Compton is yeah. her full name. Her first name is Scout. I thought the first name was Taylor. Ooh, I said Scout. Hmm. Uh... Oh, what the hell? I mean, that ain't bad. Whoa, that's not the girl I was thinking of. Um, is that her? Wow, there's a real big okay. discrepancy so in any here event, between the photos that I'm seeing. In any event, I think I think Bugsy got it right. I think you got to marry Jamie Lee because number one, she's uh, you know she's loaded, and uh, and all that matters to me um, is is a woman who's got a lot of money. So marry her, and then um, and then fuck Danielle Harris because well, I mean she is she's gorgeous, and then I don't I'm not a big fan of the Rob Zombie of Rob Zombie's movies, just generally speaking, but. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I'd kill Scout. Yeah, I think I'd, uh, agree on all those points as well. Yeah, it'd be, it's dangerous not to. What do you think, Jizzy? Mm, I'm almost, uh, in line with that, but I've always wanted to kill Jamie Lee Curtis since the day I saw her. So I'm going to kill her. And then, um, I, I think that, you know, if I were just going with, you know, my, my gut feelings, I'd, I'd fuck Danielle Harris and, and Mary Scout just because, you know, I'm just looking at her pictures. I don't really know either Danielle or Scout. Yeah, I think, um, I, no, you got a good point with the Jake wanting to kill Jamie Lee Curtis because she's a scream queen, which means she's essentially unkillable, right? So you'd be doing. That's not really- exactly the reason it was those activia commercials is why i wanted to kill her oh terrible okay i don't know i mean the convenient thing is that when you kill her and her bowels released there's really not going to be anything in there she is cleared out slip slippage Mm. yeah okay and final caller here we go all right guys sweetie wants to know what what kind of zombie is scarier slow zombies or fast zombies and also would freddy or jason win in a fight there bye bye that's magnus our swedish super fan who who runs a podcast called film i think the latter question is a matter of record at this point Um, neither of them won did you watch that movie I mean, if we're saying like who would win i mean there's a movie exactly for that and the answer is it's a tie right yeah, but that's not. Yeah, but that's not fair. I, don't, I think. I think one of them would win. I mean, can you kill Freddy? Isn't he like just a nightmare, supernatural entity? Does Jason dream? I mean, and Jason's undead, yeah. right? So it's like, what? They fucking blew up Jason, and he came back. Yeah, you can't get rid of Jason. And um, boy, I think. I think this boils down to who do you like more? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jizzy? Mm, it could be a stalemate. Maybe they'll just uh, keep fighting forever. I think they'll fall to- in love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really appreciate each other's work. Yeah. They'll just so, start yeah. working together and be like, you know, you set them up. 
you know, Jason to be exhausted and fall asleep and then all knock them off in their sleep. Um, and then yeah. fast zombies or slow zombies. Which one's scarier? I mean, is there... Who would pick slow zombies? Yeah, right. How Slow zombies, it's like a... It's a parody of itself, almost. It's like... Yeah. I think in the, the uh, Night of the Living Dead remake, the... The woman's like, I think in both of them, they're like, oh, wait, hey, did we ever notice that all of them are super slow and we could just walk by them? <laughs> yeah. Just slow. if we walk like like a slightly, like at an aerobic pace. Yeah, you just need to make sure your shoes are tied <laughs> so that you don't slip over your own shoelaces and then you're right. kind of good to go. Yeah. You know what's in not enough uh, zombie movies in terms of a weapon? It's like a... Is like a staff or a pole with a knife on the end of it. Yeah, clown the, pole. Clown pole. A ten foot clown pole. You push. You... Well, not that, but I mean, like an actual like a um, stave. Yeah, like a halbert kind of thing. I, I can't remember what the, what they're called, but there's this is a mall ninja shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> what if you have uh, one fast zombie and like a hundred slow zombies? So One fast like, zombie versus a hundred slow zombies. How versus? close? How close? Wait, wait, wait. What's your question, Jesse? I mean, if it was between, which is more scary, a hundred yeah. slow zombies or one fast zombie? Yeah, I'm still going to say the fast one. Yeah, because I'm slow. I mean, it's pretty easy. Question. I, I'd have a fighting chance with a hundred slow zombies. And it really depends on how close the slow zombies are, really. You know, if it's like a fast zombie that I can see like half a mile away running after me and I've got time to like get in my car, then yeah, it's not well, here, that scary. Here's the, here's the test. Okay. I, and I like the way you're framing this jizzy. So, <clears throat> so we start them both out at the same distance, which is mm. real close. We start them both out at five feet away. A hundred, a hundred <laughs> zombies on the, on a, on a five foot line. And they're all lined up in a single file line. Uh -huh. And they start five feet away from you. And, we have one fast zombie five feet away from you. No question. The scariest one is the fast one. Right. And then if you make that a hundred feet, still the fast one. Right. You're still like, oh shit, he's so fast. Okay, so what if it was a fast zombie like a hundred yards away and a hundred slow zombies five feet away? Yeah, still the still, still the, the fast, fast one. zombie. Yeah, there's no. But you guys are missing something though. What do you have as a weapon? Could you kill that fast zombie pretty easy, and then you know that would be no problem? But then you got like a hundred slow zombies. You have to kill with like one knife or something. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, all you have to do is evade them, right, until they don't know where you are anymore, and then you're good to go. Yeah, that's, that's true. Sure. And I'm pretty sure fast zombies aren't afraid of fire like the slow zombies are. Like, really, the the answer is, like, carry a torch, and then the f slow zombies aren't going to attack you. I think you're thinking of Frankenstein. <laughs> no, I just watched the Night of the Living Dead. They're, they don't like fire. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for All it. All right. And with that, that we don't have any more calls. So thank you guys for listening to Horror Movie Talk. Thank you for coming on the show, Jizzy. We really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Um, make sure to share this episode with a friend. Uh, that is how we grow. So we sure do appreciate it when you do that. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to our website and clicking on either one of the green buttons at the top banner. One that brings you to Patreon where you get access to all of our 
exclusive patreon only podcasts and you can also like vote on movies for us to view for the month and all that kind of crap and you can also do your christmas shopping through amazon if you click that link at the top of our website yeah and, you're cutting it close yeah for amazon at this point yeah, as yeah. of this episode like you really should be amazon's got their shit pretty dialed at this point they've got like nine months of covid they they man i'm getting stuff seconds after i order <laughs> um yeah, big special thanks to Jizzy. We sure do appreciate you and coming on the show and supporting us all this time. So thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and with that, if you guys would like to get a hold of us, call 682-253-4468. Thank you and have a great week. Merry Christmas. We love you. Bye. Bye. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I'm going to play us out. Um, Some Bugsy. Sure. All right, Jesse, I'm going to play this song. You won't be able to hear it. Yeah, um, It'll be a while. Stick around for a bit if you have time and you can be on the afterpod. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. If you could mute yourself and then I'll tell you when to come back on. Yep. Cool. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day, they'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way, vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco, put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso, look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo, got me too with Cosby eating jello, putting pops done gave Bryce flatulence, train addict addict Dave does it give a shit one through ten is it horrible or excellent oil me up daddy is dinner rob sanchez bryce hansen look at them hot kids chris henson masturbate with a crucifix exorcist face huggers chest bursters alien linda blair peed on sigourney weaver i know it's true because it came from social media Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines take all bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with 
jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.